to another episode of the Single Girls Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s, 30s and 40s. I'm Chantelle Dyson, a single life confidence coach that helps women to love their single life, to step into themselves and to stop worrying about getting themselves into a relationship. Now, before we get on with this week's episode, if I could just ask you a quick favor, if you could give this podcast a quick rating, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and follow it up with a follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to, that would help get this podcast out to more single women that need that help, guidance and support to know that they are not alone. They're not the only single one, even if they're the only single left in their group. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be a great help. On today's episode, we are going to be delving into solo dates. Ever since I have been single, which started in 2019, September time, I started to look at how you could continue to date yourself. It was one of the first concepts, actually, that I was developing as the idea around how to date yourself. And there's a lot of elements to that. And I talk about the personal development side quite a lot. But I think there are these other times where we really, really do just want a bit of a special date night. And it feels really hard because you're like, is that not just sitting at home and doing something without somebody else? And it is, but it's learning to really enjoy that and to be able to stay in the moment of being on your own and lean into your emotions. I mean, I don't know about you, but I talk to myself a lot in my own house. I'm sat here talking to a camera, so it's not unusual to be doing stuff on my own. Literally, all of this is set up for now. I will clean later on. My life will go on. But this is obviously work time. But the reason I do this for work is because I'm passionate about it. I love doing it. So this is not technically a date night, though. This is something I like to do and I enjoy. And throughout any experience I have, which might include talking to myself, there will also be silly things that happen too that I laugh through. Oh, I've had disasters in the kitchen where I've definitely like dropped a whole pot and water's gone everywhere. And obviously in the moment you're like panicking to sort out the disaster that has just taken off in the kitchen. But afterwards I laugh about it. And you you can be like, when was the last time that you laughed about something that happened whilst you were on your own? And I think that's the beauty sometimes of leaning into this kind of being on your own sort of thing that you can still have these human experiences of aloneness and of enjoyment, even if you're on your own. But I think there's this whole area of solo dates, which are fun. Now, the question I often get, though, is about being able to do solo dates from home because of being a single parent. I don't know how many of you out there are single parents at the same time, but I know that you are there and exist. And I appreciate that the solo series that I sometimes do is focused on being out and about and going to foodie festivals, going to the cinema and stuff. Now, not only does this apply, though, for single parents, but it's also going to apply given the current situation with cost of living, the darker days, as it were, or the, you know, the darker nights that come in earlier and the idea that we probably will spend a lot more time in the house. And it's very easy to waste that time by binge watching a series on Netflix, scrolling through TikTok. I can easily do that because one, it suddenly starts as my job and two, then I'm on a tangent and I, God knows what I'm looking at. I've watched 6,000 different clips of Impractical Jokers, probably. That's usually what happens. So it's this idea of being able to do stuff that isn't overly expensive, if expensive at all in any way. Hopefully it's something that you would be able to afford. 
and to be able to do them from home. So I was just going to give you a little bit of a rundown of things that I have done. I was just checking the list there. That is there anything that I haven't technically done? I will disclaim that one of them I haven't done and put like the effort into, but the three others I very much wrapped in this idea of I'm doing this for me today. And the other one, I mean, it was still an activity. I just didn't really highlight it as much of a thing or quite as much of a thing at the time, although I should have just increased it a little bit. So we'll get to that one in a minute. But let's start off with my very favourite one, which is a movie night. Now, I don't just mean getting to choose what movie you watch. I am talking about going to the extreme extra effort of a movie night, okay? There are clips of this that exist and I'll try to snip this and I'll try to slip it into the YouTube edit if I can find it all. But it was one of the first things that I did in the space that I'm currently in. This is in my living room for those that can see that on YouTube and for those that can't, I'm describing it. I'm sat on the sofa behind what is now quite a populated um, kind of artwork wall, um, picture wall. Um, But it has developed over time from being a bit barer than that. But the idea of transforming this space is the important part of a movie night. So I have a pink sheet that is just currently at the bottom of my bed. It's stayed there for a long while that I will tie to the end of the banister, the way that my house is upside down. So that's how it works. Uh, and it will go over the top, come above me on the sofa. And then I tie it to the two Velux windows so that we get that kind of den feeling like you would let a child create maybe with blankets and stuff. It's the idea of taking not just this movie night to your choice of film, but to going that extra mile, making it special. So then I will grab the fairy lights and the fairy lights will be draped over that bed sheet. They will be wrapped around the uh, Velux window handles and sometimes around the table. I've got quite long lengths. They're just Christmas style lights, but they're white um, as opposed to like black leads that go on a tree. Um, And yeah, they start to make the space look really twinkly. I have a neon sign over there that says, let's stay home anyway. And I have a few light up boxes and things. So I just create this really warm, cozy environment for the movie night. I then, with the instance I actually did this for, which was a while ago, we must have still been in some sort of lockdown phase because theatres were putting their shows on live um, through feeds and streams as opposed to having audiences. So I specifically for that one, it was more actually of like a theatre at home experience. It was a live performance that I put um, on the screen instead. But you could choose to rent a movie that's only just come out, you know, go that little bit special. Or it could be just your favourite movie that you're doing this for, whatever it might be. And then the next bit is to get your food and drink sorted. Like this is when you go a little bit extra, you might get your takeaway in again, if you can afford it. If not, a little hack for that is to use too good to go. You will have to go and collect it. But especially if you're, if you don't mind waiting until towards the end of the night, we've got a great pizza place in Chelmsford that does this. And I can get a full pizza made up of different slices because that's the way that place works for like all of three quid because it's the stuff that people didn't want. So they keep it heated, you go get it, and it's a bit cheaper than buying like a full pizza from some branded place or even from there. So there are little hacks and ways to get around it. But for my movie night, I went and got donuts, Pepsi, of course. I had my popcorn bowl, which says Chantel's movie night on it, uh, and filled that with some popcorn, and then had 
I don't know what food I had. I think it was actually sushi. I thought I'd treat myself to that. Not quite your usual movie night kind of food, but it's whatever you want it to be. I got dressed into my comfy pyjamas, wrapped up in my dressing gown and slippers, and I went through that movie night. And the beauty wasn't just that it was watching a film. It was this magical little space and den that I created and made for me. And it might even be something that you would like think of doing when you are in a relationship. I think that's the easiest way to adapt for a solo night is to just go, what would I do if I was doing this for somebody else I was with? And that with person that you're with, in pretense, is you. What would I want from a partner if we'd done this? Pink donuts, please. You know, just thinking like that. That's the first one. The second one is a bit messier and it's inspired by my favourite brand ever, Gusto. Um, For those that don't know, I've been with Gusto for three years. This is not like a brand collab. Literally use them off my own back because they always give you a first really cheap box of food to use. And then the next either like month or now two months at the moment at the time of speaking, the last I knew, um, are quite quite well discounted, about a third off. Again, all that changes depending on when you're listening to this. So um, just so you know. I don't know if I'm allowed to put a referral link, but in case I am allowed to put the referral link in my description, which I'll check after this, um, there is that there. So technically, I get a little bit of a discount on my boxes if you sign up uh, and you get an X discount on your first box and then a discount for a month or two after that. So if you want just a week of quite quite heavily cheap food, it's all meals and ready to go, then just get the one box, cancel it after that. They're really great with things like that. Or you continue it and you get slightly cheaper food. It might be you do it for a month and make the most of the voucher and get the discounted food. We all got to do what we got to do right now, hey? But I stayed. It was an experiment in that. But within that, at a certain point, they started to do make from scratch pizzas. And I'm talking like you mix the yeast with the pizza base mix and you literally, you knead the dough, roll it out a little bit and then put toppings on it. And the reason that I like this, I know some people do it with sometimes like fajitas or wraps or they get the base and then they just do the decoration bit. No, there's something really special about the actually making your pizza from scratch and the yeast because it gives you that freshness to it and it's different. And I think that's why I like it is because when else do you have yeast in your house readily available. I'm sure there's going to be someone that messages me to tell me that they do. And that's absolutely fine. Maybe you're one of those people that's really good in the kitchen. I just love that idea. It's not just toppings. It's all from the very beginning. And you don't have to have gusto to do this. I'm sure there must be pizza making kits or there are ways to just look it up and buy the ingredients yourself. It just happens to be a meal option on gusto. And whenever it comes up, unless I know there's a reason why I don't have time because it's a bit messy, but I will always order a set because I just love making them, doing it from scratch. And it is the messiness of it. It's a little bit childlike in the play. And again, it's not just what it's about of doing it on your own, but it's this playfulness around it and the fun that comes with making a pizza from scratch. And you can be proud of it after. You can post it on social media if you want, or you just enjoy eating it. Um, it's just something a little bit different that maybe you haven't thought of and it's possible to do from home. Very easy in that sense. You're going to need to eat anyway. So I'm just doubling something up for you there. The same with the movie night. You needed food and you're probably going to watch TV anyway at some point. So just making it seem a bit more purposeful. It's how we go into it. But the pizza one is just a little special different one to me. 
<laughs> number three. Number three technically is slightly short-lived, but I really enjoy it as at least a solo activity and something to just um, fill your time in a different way. I'll give credit where credit is due. This came from the Adventure Solo Challenge book. So I don't know if you've ever seen the Adventure Challenge books that exist. They are predominantly, or the ones I saw a lot initially were for couples. So they have these books for date ideas that couples scratch off and they go do that day. And they developed a few different versions um, of how that worked. However, the company also came up with a solo one. And I obviously won't divulge all of the ideas that are in there. I've only scratched off three, I think. But that's all of this. But there was one that I tried that I really, really loved. And it was the party trick one. And I will tell you the story of my party tricks. It's hilarious. But um, essentially, you look up and Google all the different party tricks that there are to do in the world, and you choose to do one. This is like an hour-long kind of activity. The way the book works is that it tells you the kind of time and cost. So I perfectly scratched something that wasn't too long and didn't cost a lot. And yeah, it said to basically look these things up and learn a party trick, which I thought was really useful because... Whenever someone says, what's your party trick? I don't have one, but I do now. And essentially, the one that I looked up, because I did look a few up, there was like balloon animals, don't have the resources for that. There were some other random ones that I was like, absolutely not. But the one that I saw was that I didn't know that you could tip a can onto its side and that it could stay in that position. Um, And it's all to do with how much liquid is in the can. But there's a video that I put on TikTok afterwards showing the documentation. of It actually took me 15 to 20 minutes in total to do. So it wasn't even quite as long as an hour, but it's okay. Like Things like that happen. I could have done a second party trick, but I had so much joy and excitement at this. Firstly, I'd started with the wrong can. Like I didn't know what cans I had. The only can I had was... Um, a cocktail tinny from Tesco. So suddenly I started drinking because I needed to get some of the liquid out of it and didn't want to waste the drink. So drank that. But then I think I clocked from the video that because of the way the the can was skinny, I suppose, compared to like a Coke or Pepsi can, it meant that it, it wasn't quite working. I do wonder still if it would have worked physics-wise somewhere. I just couldn't work out where or if the height is always going to make the centre of gravity or centre of the balance, tipping point, I guess, too low? I don't know. I can't think of it quick enough to explain now. But I suddenly remember that I had some cans in the recycling box outside. So I went and got those. And the moment it happened was beautiful. It was magical. Like, as much as those other ones are a little bit more purposeful and lasted longer, the joy that it brought me to do the party trick will not ever be replicated um, other than obviously when I learn another party trick at some point. But it comes back to the idea I was talking about at the beginning, which is you want these moments where you can laugh and giggle. And I was recording because I'm a content creator. I basically record what feels like my whole life just in case it's useful. But I would advise people to record some of their life and to document it because the reactions I was having, like I was just talking out loud in general. I wasn't doing too much explanation of presenting. Like I did the little, here's the book. But when as I was doing it, it was literally me thinking out loud. Like, oh no, I think it needs a bit less water. Oh God, no, that's way too much. Oh God, it's swinging this way. All these different things. But there's laughter. There's the shock of it actually working. Then trying to make it work again and, and work differently for the camera angle, stuff like that. But you can tell just from the way I talk about it, 
how ridiculously fun that is, even though it's like the simplest thing on earth. So you can try the party trick that I did. You can try getting the can to basically, it's not quite a 45 degree angle, but it's definitely tilted and it, and it will stay. It's mad. Um, and you can look up any other party trick that you want to kind of perfect uh, and do. But yeah, enjoy it. I mean, technically, I think the challenge said that I needed to call someone and show them. But I did try to call my brother. He didn't answer. So I thought, oh, well, I'll make the TikTok video and share it with everybody instead, as you do. Um, but otherwise, you could do it. Now, the last one is the one that I haven't technically done as a date night per se. But it is something that I just do and you'll hear why in a sec, but it's an arts and crafts night. And this can be in whatever format you want it to be. I think it needs to be more than like an adult coloring book. It needs to be a little bit more than something that you already do. I think it needs to be something exciting. So my instinct, given the time of year and where we're out, it makes kind of sense to be Christmas wreaths, doesn't it? That is the season for that. And getting the materials for that, coming up with ideas, looking it up on Pinterest is so very, very exciting to do. Now, in my case, the reason that this came to mind is because of the Cricut machine that I have and the way that I was creating some stuff for the house to be able to do stuff with that. And to be fair, there's so much to learn about the Cricut machine because it can do so much. And I was just trying it out, seeing how it worked and making the first thing that came to mind. But I'm really excited to actually sit there and one day be like, oh, no, I really want to come up with like a montage for the side of the bath to be able to add something there or to come up with some sort of wall art design that fits in somewhere and make it a little bit more of a project. Whatever it is to you, though, arts and crafts wise, I think is worth making a little night of. If you've already got materials, it could be that. But otherwise, going out there to be like, oh, let's go see what there is and let's see what I feel inspired by. These solo date nights are not just about what they are. They are about how they make you feel and the experience that you have when you're doing them. And so an arts and crafts nights for me can mean so many different things to different people. It could be that you're going to sit and print your free 50 prints that you get with particular printing, photo printing companies, and you're going to sit and scrapbook that trip that you did over summer. You're going to relive the memories that you did while scrapbooking, decorating, cutting things out and just doing that over a glass of wine, but really getting all the materials out. And the idea is to not be distracted by anything else. You're not sat texting whilst you're doing this. You might have music on in the background, maybe with an arts and crafts night, you will have like one of your favourite films in the background, so one you don't have to pay attention to. But it is something that allows you to get creative, to have fun. In my case, it's to decorate the house uh, or it's to celebrate Christmas and start making something like that, or to relive memories and enjoy. The whole idea is to take that time out for yourself. And creativity is this beautiful state of just channeling into the energy that's inside of you. And you might create something that is sad and reminiscent, or you might create something that is peaceful and calm or joyful and inspirational creativity is just another way it's that idea again that I mentioned earlier where we don't play so much anymore as adults we're so busy trying to get everything right and juggle all the things that need juggling spin all the plates and keep them going whereas creativity where there's no right or wrong answer it's just what you make is just that chance to be a bit childlike again to be playful to have fun to just see what this does to experiment and allocating that time tech-free, people-free, 
So, for example, I would clear this desk and make a thing of it. Like That is what I'm doing. It's been like when I podcast, the only thing that's around on this table now, bar some stuff left over from doing a cricket session the other day, um, is the stuff for the podcast. We've got notes, we've got the laptop, we've got the microphone, more notes, a pen in case I need to say anything, headphones. Pretty much it's a book there that I wanted to refer to for a different episode. You know, it's all of that. But ultimately... It is just about being present with yourself and going the extra mile for yourself like you would if there was someone else around. And I know I need to address the fact that so many of you would be like, these are great ideas, but I just want to do them with someone else. And I do appreciate that. I I understand where you, you come from and that's the bit that you miss. And actually, yeah, you're okay to do these things on your own, but actually you want to do them with other people or what's the point if you're not doing it with someone else like I could do all this and it wouldn't mean anything well number one hopefully from what I've said already you realize that the point is for you is to still have experiences in your life that are hopefully fairly low budget in most cases there that allow you to treat yourself in a very special way and to engage with this feeling inside of you to enjoy, to play, and to laugh. But then it comes to the next point. So secondly, when you're thinking about the part when you're like, oh, but I just want to share this with someone. So do that. Document what you are doing as you do it. You don't need to send the messages at the time, but send it to people after. Or if you're that much into creativity, then do post it on your TikTok. I love what I do in terms of what is actually social media marketing, the things that I create are for marketing purposes, for brand awareness and stuff like that. But ultimately, I am the person that makes videos that summarize my year. Very few people ever see them, but every now and then I will play back that video from that year just to see what happened in that year. And I'm like, oh my God, I remember that. Or we did a buttons trip and I did the same. I created this just montage to a video and it wasn't the automatic one, but you can do it on iPhone. And I do these things because I like to reminisce and look back on them. And I like to share those memories back with myself at a later date. And I also send them to the people that have been involved. Now, in the case that you haven't been involved, then yeah, share it with an anonymous platform, something like TikTok, or if you don't want to do it so outwardly and publicly, then go for something like Instagram or keep it really small. And thinking back to one of our previous episodes and pretty much a theme that I just run with, doesn't matter what episode you're listening to, is share the special moments in your life with other people. Like show them how you made your space wonderful for a movie night. That's what I did. I definitely sent that picture to a few people. I was proud of how blooming good it looked. The fairy lights looked epic. When it got dark, it looked great. People got those pictures. They are somewhere on my Instagram. They'll, I'm sure they'll come up again and that content will get repurposed and used and you'll see it one day if it's not already in there. But sharing it with people that matter to you and like show them what you did with your free time as a single, there'll be people that are jealous of you, especially on with kids because they don't have time for that. Certainly not the clear up after it as well, whether it's pizza making, arts and crafts, or certainly the bedroom thing. And hey, they might nick your idea and do it with their kids or their partner or whoever. That doesn't matter. The point is that you're like, mate, look at my house. Look what I've just done. Check out my pizza I just made from scratch. Create these moments with other people, even if you're not with them. And that's the bit where they feel involved in your life. They feel special enough that you've shared with them. 
And you're not doing it for that. You are doing it for you. But that's just a little way to help you overcome it when you might feel that tinge of, oh, but it would be nice to do with someone. And one day, hopefully you'll get to do it with someone, whether it's in a friendship setup or whether it is in a relationship. I cannot guarantee that. The odds are that you will get the chance to experience another romantic relationship in your life. comes back to another episode that's either already gone out or it's in the making. For now, you are single. You've got to make the most of your time as a single. And so trying out even one of these solo dates over the winter period, whichever one appeals to you most, seems easiest, you can afford, etc. Put the time aside, put it in the diary, make it special for you and make it happen. Get back into the mode of enjoying yourself, loving your life and not letting single life and that status stop you from having fun again. So until next time, go try one of those dates and keep celebrating single life together.